to CGF Minis, the first off-season episode of 2023. My name is Jacob Park. My name is Wyatt Keener. And today we are joined by the show's first official guest, Pitt Kings General Manager, Bolton Hyen. Hello. <laughs> Welcome in, Colton. It's Super Bowl, it's Super Bowl week. We got Chiefs Eagles. You're the, uh, the league's number one Chiefs hater. But I know as a devoted Titans fan as well, there's probably some mixed emotions with AJ Brown on the other side of the, the field. Who are you pulling for this weekend? It is a bag of mixed emotions, I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, I think I'm rooting for the Chiefs, honestly. Yeah. It's it's less about AJ Brown at this point. It's it's the smugness of the Eagles and Nick Sirianni and something slimy about him. I I can definitely feel that too. I usually like the like young hotshot coaches. But Sirianni, yeah, something rubs me the wrong way. Jake, are you invested in the Super Bowl um, from a team perspective? I'll be lightly rooting for the Eagles more just because I'm kind of sick of the Chiefs. I think they've been in, what, three of the last four now. Um, and there's kind of uh, in the around St. Louis, tons of people kind of hopped on the Chiefs bandwagon in a way and to a degree to which kind of has bothered me. So I like to root against them when <laughs> I, I get the chance to. I hadn't thought about that that is i guess you're about halfway between nashville and kansas city is that right yeah but i would say like as far as like say you go to schnooks or a grocery store or something it's old like any kind of graphics gonna be chiefs i've never seen titans around here so definitely the team i think they at least want us to adopt uh, nearby so sick of looking at it sick of uh all the commercials with patrick mahomes the association <laughs> with the winter faces who i'm also sick of so I'll be for, uh, for the Eagles. Last I last I knew, last we recorded, I was in your good graces. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, you're, the, you're the dynasty king now. So let's, thank let's you shift down. shift away from this tension. Let's <laughs> get the spotlight on the light blue pit kings. Uh and maybe the light blue is a good a good place to go. Um Colton, I believe you're the only team in our league to have a name change over the course of of league history it started out as the kings of the pit and i've got to know what led to the change from kings of the pit to the pit kings is is that mm. you're still happy with is there maybe a, a callback to the kings of the pit sometime in the future i think it was a change just in i don't know how to put it it was the idea behind it was like a barbecue at first and then that just got so corny and weird and the the pit king I view it as like a like a depths of hell kind of <laughs> is where we reign, and then our 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 enemy is Brady and the God Kings. I, I like the way it, it worked out with the. It ended up being a perfect setup for the rivalry. It's like it was planned by the chess masters of the league <laughs> before the league even began. Uh, I wasn't sure how much pressure Jake put on you to change the name because I know as we were forming our brand identities, he really hated the Kings of the Pit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if we talked about it or not. I will say though, what um, the God Kings were originally, I think, like the Swag Gods 420 or something like that. That's right. I remember it. So there was at least two changes. Both the Kings team <laughs> had and, to clean us up. Yeah, I had to clean up the uh, the image a bit. 
Jake the Kingmaker. I like that. Um, I want to hear about your brand design more generally too. And so I'm glad Jake's the co-host to take us along the ride. But as I remember, you were you were one of the later teams to get a brand identity. Isn't that right? Like you were maybe sixth, seventh in the um jersey and logo making process. I can't remember the order, but typically Jake just kind of takes the reins and I just I gave I gave him the colors and I like the the Euler scheme. And I was like, here's what I got. And he just took it and ran with it. And it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I think they were one of the quickest designs, if I remember right, because it it was like one of the first drafts I sent you was of the the crown. It may have been a little different the first time I sent it. And Colton, I was like, I'm going to keep flushing this out. And then, he, and then we were both kind of looking at it and like, actually, it kind of looks good just like this. It's simple. Mm-hmm. It's just the uh, kind of classic look you're going for. Uh, and then the alternate, alternate logo is amazing. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one I, I feel like has – uh, taking places over, first overall in Colton's heart, it seems like. Uh, and anytime there's a chance, like when we were doing the jersey edit, I know you wanted that that helmet for uh, for TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> so uh, I asked you if you want to switch it permanently to that though, and so far you're holding resisting the urge to do that. Yeah, we'll we'll see what this next season comes to, but I like I like having the option to go back to the classics. Was that uh, was the alternate logo? inspired by a beer logo like a miller light or a tours light type of logo do you remember i can't Lucy, I think because we called it uh king's light didn't we was like yes the yeah the all white jersey promo was king's light and it was l-i-t like the way the beer light beers always spell it on the on the can I isn't like it that. does it have what's the sacramento king's logo is that the oh yeah inspiration inspiration Oh, I guess not. Well, but they had, I didn't think about this, but they have like back in the eighties or something, they had a baby blue. Um, yes. That yeah. They incorporate some red and blue. Yeah. So I, I hadn't even looked back at that logo, but I would be interested in, in seeing how those compare. But yeah, I like that. That's still a nod to the roots in barbecuing and just the beautiful outdoor <laughs> summer days of beer and barbecue, but yet it also works on a deeper level. <laughs> oh, I think, I think the Kings of the pit, origin story was I, I chose the avatar first and it was some boomer that i, I edited <laughs> the crap out of and then i don't know i just got the idea of a, a dad who's working the pit <laughs> and that was that was his nickname sorry are you a grill guy yourself is that uh, no definitely not <laughs> <laughs> i've always associated you with grilling because uh, yes. you, you got like the ash white is the name of that white color. And you know, you've, you've worked this in with Jake uh, throughout. So I love, love that <laughs> learning that you're, uh, it's not you, but it's who you've embraced as your <laughs> kind of general manager persona. Oh, absolutely. Um, Speaking of the alternate release with TJ Hawkinson, I, I got to ask about that. Rumors swirling around league circles. Lamar Jackson, uh, his future with the franchise, the Ravens franchise in doubt. Is his future with the the pickings in doubt? I have to imagine that rubs some personas in the locker room the wrong way, seeing TJ Hawkinson featured on the promo material. You know, Lamar, he's his own guy. He's his own agent. So we're going to let him do his thing and uh, just kind of ride his coattails to where he wants to go. Um, we're not going to make an official comment on that at this time. Wow. <laughs> Playing <laughs> close to the best. In fairness, Hawk was amazing down the final stretch of the season. Yes, that was one of my happiest moments of the season was <laughs> watching him 
blossom at the yeah. Vikings. Yeah. As soon as that trade happened, he became one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, well, maybe it's a good time to focus on the play on the field then. Uh, Lamar Jackson injured this year. Trey Lance immediately. Was it the first game? One of the very first games. Second, yeah, first game. Game. Second, second game. Second drive. Second game. Gets hurt. <laughs> second uh, drive. <laughs> he remembers uh, the exact moment. Slide <laughs> Edwards Alaire hurt for most of the season. I was looking at some running back uh, dynasty rankings from before this season. DeAndre Swift and Najee Harris were both in the top five. Clyde Edwards Alaire in the top ten. Uh, you've struggled with, in- with injuries throughout. It's time to ask. We have a three-year sample size. Are the Pickings cursed? Is there some curse on this franchise? It certainly feels that way, I'll tell you. I'll tell you that much. If you look back like on paper, our roster, before the season started, I was so excited. Like Gabe Davis' stock was crazy high. Yeah. Najee was high, and then it just plummeted. Oh, Calvin Ridley suspended. I can't remember exactly yeah, yeah. when that happened, but yeah, he's the number one wide receiver when healthy. He's missed two years. Um, how do you keep your head about you? How do you keep the fans motivated, still showing up and supporting the team with that kind of a uh, curse hanging over, looming large? Each year's a new year. Get healthy in the offseason move forward. We have a young core. I'm very I'm still very excited about my team. Yeah. I think I think the disappointers like Najee or DeAndre Swift, they kind of turned it around towards the end. Uh picked up the slack and TJ getting traded. I'm feeling good. Yeah. But I still feel like we're a quarterback away. We all like it it feels like the Titans in a way. It's like we're always one player that just ruins the rest of our team. Uh, speaking of the uh, the curse, Colton, I've got the results of each season pulled up here for the Pit King so far, and I'm going to follow this up with a question after I go through these. Uh, 2020, the Pit Kings were four and nine, finishing in seventh place. 2021, Pit Kings were ten and nineteen, uh, truncated without the median. It was six and eight, which is surprisingly it was only eighth oh, wow. place. Uh, so the median seemed to almost hurt you more than help you. Mm. Uh, in 2022, 4-10, ninth place. So we got 7th, 8th, ninth. Uh 2023, if you're following this trend, most people expect in 10th. But uh, you made a prediction, I think, at the beginning of this season. Maybe it was two years ago at this point. I, I don't remember when you made it. That 2023, that Kings would be the, the CGF champions. Do you still stand by this prediction? I don't know where you're getting these analytics from. <laughs> what kind of data you're pulling here. Uh, yes, I still believe we can win the championship. All right, stand by it. I like it. Uh, I think you're one of three teams, including my popular ballers, who have yet to make playoffs. Um, so that would be an amazing feat if you can pull it off. And I think a lot of us are rooting for you uh, to do it. Hope you'll it is- meet in the championship this year. That's the goal. For that us. would be amazing. We can all hope. Uh, maybe it's a good time to allow you to preview the 2023 team. You said maybe a quarterback away, but at the same time, a lot of offseason reports that Sam Howell is going to get the opportunity to start in Washington. Uh, Lamar, whether with the Ravens or elsewhere, is certainly going to be a starting quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, probably going to land somewhere he gets the opportunity to start. Interestingly enough, the biggest question mark is probably Trey Lance, which uh, I'm right there with you pulling for him to get the starting job in San Francisco. But I guess kind of walk us through your hopes, your expectations for 2023, uh, however you want, whether it's by position or just general outlook, whether you want to stand by that that prediction from 2020 of a championship or how you're feeling. I'll start with 
I just forget, maybe it's just been a year, but I forget how much I enjoy the off season. Maybe it's the fact that I've been on a, I have a bad team. And so the off season's room for like change and, and just it's dynamic and stuff, but it, so many things could change with like, I'll just keep it simple with my quarterback room. It's like Jimmy could go to the jets and that could be a pretty good landing spot. He'd have a bunch of wide receiver talent, a great running back. Um, Sam Howell, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. I think they'll probably add a veteran to their roster before too long. Um, yeah, the Brock Purdy Trey Lance thing that was that was tough to. You don't want to root against a guy who is the last pick of the draft, but I was really rooting <laughs> against him. I the, the UCL injury. I was I didn't want to say anything out loud, but a little bit of justice. For my boy Trey, wow. <laughs> uh, maybe the Pit Kings aren't shouldn't be the league darling with the general manager openly rooting for celebrating him. No, I, uh, I it'll be very interesting. It really makes it a level competition. It feels like going into the fall with both of them recovering from some serious injuries. So, I would hope so. Yeah, reports of Lance's recovery seem really optimistic. I heard something that he's going to be ready shortly, so he should get a full off season and. Obviously, the talent is immense, given what the 49ers gave up to get him. Yeah, it really does feel like your team's going to get um, a major boost with just the players that it already has on its roster coming back. I think a lot of people are really excited to see Calvin Ridley with Jaguars, too, after Trevor Lawrence looked Yeah, I keep seeing the uh, the comparison to Josh Allen getting his Stefan Diggs. That would be wow. awesome if that happens for Trevor Lawrence and, and Calvin. Yeah, imagine. Well, uh, we're all excited to see to see what you all have on the field. Um, we can take a brief walk through your past. Uh, you are, I don't have the statistics. I'm not the analytics man. Uh, I owe that to, to JP <laughs> on the other side. But um, you're, in my mind, one of the more active members on the trade market in the league. And so it um, has big rewards at times, but can also end with you falling flat on your face. Um, First, what's your key to being active in the trade market? How are you able to pull off these maneuvers? And then second, we can get to your biggest, uh, your most, your proudest moment as general manager, and then your biggest regret. But I'll, I'll get back to what's your secret to, to getting active? Sure. So that was something we kind of made a conscious decision to, to change about our, our uh, organization. I was looking back at some of the, this was last offseason, I was looking back at some of the players I traded away and I made a list of them. You get Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Mark Andrews, T. Higgins, Amon <laughs> Ross St. Brown, all oh, of whom are like incredible. And I think I just got a little too excited with trading last year. And so that was something this season. I tried to just hold on to my to my uh my players a little longer to see to see what happens with them. Oh. But that was uh, – I think it started with when I traded I, – I acquired Calvin Ridley from Brady for a first-round draft pick. And this was before kind of we were – I was very new to Dynasty. I didn't understand the, the values of each of these picks. And so since then, I've been kind of trying to build back up my, my squad. I think that set us back a little bit. But I think we've made do and and – put some stuff back together in fairness sorry i keep talking but uh i 
bet that trade was probably a, a perfectly fair, a good one for you at the time. Just have an incredibly unlucky run with Ridley having that year long injury and then the gambling suspension. Uh, at that time, Ridley was probably like what, 26 years old and, and coming off mm-hmm. a big year with Julio Jones leaving. So I think that was probably a fine decision, just unlucky, but I'll turn it over to, to Jake to see what he's got for you next. Yeah, I guess we could take that into um, what your proudest moment of G as of being a GM of the Pickings has been so far through three seasons in the league. Yeah, I think my my proudest moment is uh, it ties back to one of those trades that I had where I traded traded Katie Amon Ross St. Brown for Juju and then her second round pick, and it was one of those moments where it was it was very calculated in my head and. <laughs> I think that that second round pick that I picked up turned into Damian Pierce. And as much as it pains me to lose Amon Ra, uh, I feel like that was a trade that helped my team a lot. I, I got a receiver. I got a, a young running back. Um, and I, I, I want to talk about a quote from another podcast of this league, <laughs> Mr. Hunter Hawes, back when uh, Damian Pierce was having his breakthrough games early in this season, I remember Hunter Hawes uh, pulled up the the draft and said, I got a little lucky there drafting Damian Pierce. I just want him to know that was a very calculated methodical <laughs> pick. Doubting the scouting department. It's uh, tough to see those guys who grunt all season long, grinding the film and scouting the college players. Uh, tough to see those guys thrown under the bus. Exactly. There was film watched. There was, there was, all kinds of factors we took we took into account. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, follow that up with maybe if you could take one moment back, what would be in a or your least proud moment of GM? If you don't have one, I've got one picked out for you. <laughs> <laughs> happy to share. <laughs> All right. I'll let I'll let you you share yours. I have a different one. <laughs> you know what I'm honest? Okay, yeah. As a, a, a huge fan of the Pit Kings in 2021, um, to watch you give away a, not only just the game to an opponent, but the game to your rival when you still had a chance to make playoffs, the God Kings, that's something I'll never forget. And um, it sure broke the heart of many of your fans, you know, not just in, in the Pit Kings' home city, but just around the league, around the nation. <laughs> You know, this is this is a man's league. This is a man's business. And sometimes you got to make decisions that, that won't please everyone. Um, if you pull up kind of the results of what would have happened, what ifs, uh, I think it wouldn't have worked out for us in the end. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. Yeah, I did go back. <laughs> I know it's probably one of the first things I checked when I started this podcast. <laughs> when Going back for storylines was, uh, yeah, would he have done much if, if, if he had uh... – he had beaten them like he was supposed to, but no, you're right. I don't think he would advance past the first round, maybe the second. That was the season we we first introduced the median, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And that was oh, that season was so tough because I was always I felt like there's nine or ten weeks where I was always in the last game slot. It came down to like the last minute, and I would always lose by like a handful of points. And it was just morale was low. There was there was no juice in the locker room. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I was just looking back at some of those matchups. I was trying to figure out what the record would be without median. 
And not only were you six and eight, but a lot of those losses are within five points. If you had several games that were super close. So tough. Um, tough league. Very tough. And maybe a good time to ask you, what is your opinion now that we've kind of gone back to having no median? Did you like the return um, to it being gone or would you prefer we still have one? If we were to vote again this offseason, which way do you think you'd fall? I'm pretty emphatically against the median at this point. Um, I think from like an entertainment standpoint, I was I was a part of that where like I was invested in the games to the very end and it was not very enjoyable. It was not fun for me just because it's, I don't know, It's it was too much to take into account like figuring out what score you need to get above. I don't I don't know. I like the simplicity of just win or lose and you move from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh I guess we'll give you the floor here for one final question. You already uh seem to know what's in our minds, but uh Jake and I have the opportunity weekly starting this season, about halfway through the season, to to get our thoughts out there, create create part of the media narrative around both our teams and the teams of the around the league. Hunter and William have since the league's nascence uh been creating the the narratives and the commentary around um your team, my team, Jake's team, all of our teams. And I wanna give you the floor here this off season. Any any media narratives that you want to correct, any other um I mean you already called out Hunter, but any other claims or, or accusations or criticisms that you want to address what's the tone that you want to set for the pit kings sure sure i'll keep it simple uh nothing will be forgotten <laughs> of the predictions the the rankings the standings uh i think it's time for for a little flip-flop of the tables first shall be last kind of situation <laughs> i feel like we're on the brink of a uh that like older generation of players is finally starting to crumble <laughs> and then some of those dynasties we have in our league will we'll pay the price <laughs> i feel like their podcast has been pretty generous toward you <laughs> uh, i don't i'd have to go back to their preseason <laughs> rankings but i know that they're both fans of your team and uh <laughs> i remember one uh, episode in particular where william was like looking at your team and just saying i don't know how in the world they aren't like in the playoffs, like they're a good team. But I love just the embracing the heel and the threats aimed at the, everyone at the top. Life at the bottom will change you, Wyatt. I believe that. We've got a divisive season coming up here in year four based on the tone of the two uh, two people accompanying me here on the pod. Well, uh, anything you guys want to say to close out about the Super Bowl, the league, or the Pit Kings? It's been fun to to catch up with you guys and uh, start our well, I've got content. um got quick two pit kings trivia questions you can both answer but i don't colton would probably be the only one who i think would even have a shot hopefully uh, first one who is the most common opponent of the pit kings through three seasons he played one team six times and he's never made the playoffs that's twice a year um I have no idea. It's, Colton's got it though. He's racking the brain. Maybe he's not there. <laughs> it's not the Game of Thrones, is it? I feel like I play him at least twice. That's my guess. Nope. Not not what? There. Who is it? You want a final guess? Why are you? Well, I guess nah, I was gonna guess. Three. I was gonna guess Game of Thrones. I feel like they played each other at least five times. But I think they were five. Uh, it's touchdowns and Abby. Oh, 
What's the record? What's the the standings? <laughs> Should have. Oh, I have it up. So hang on. Standings are. You're two and four against touchdown to Abbey. Okay. Not bad Game for. Game of Thrones. You are two and three against. Now. Which is shocking. I thought you had the series lead. I think we only were saying the official Game of Thrones is the first time you play each year, and I think in that you're still two and one. Mm. I think that was your first official loss was this season in the, the Game of Thrones rivalry game. Very All right. interesting. <laughs> Second question. There's one team that the Pit Kings have never defeated, um, even including retired Flaming Hot Cheetahs. So not Ken them. What team have you never beaten? Your record is zero and five. I've got can, two two options. I okay. can spoil that you've beaten me. I know you've yeah. beaten, you beat me earlier this year. I'm trying to think. I mean, it's between Bruce Matthews and and Gotham Knights. I feel like I've beaten Spicer before. Really? I'm gonna go Gotham Knights. I feel it's something in my brain tells me. I'm going Gotham Knights. My guess would have been Bruce. All right, it is the matriarch. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> you have beaten both uh, Gotham and the Bruise one time apiece. They have mm. one five against the Matriarchs. Go off, Katie. <laughs> this is a play. Well, this, this is a good uh, good year to turn that narrative around. Maybe the first win comes here, twenty twenty three. Hopefully, I guess we'll we don't have a uh, schedules aren't out yet, are they? I don't know when Hunter rolls that dice. So if we still even need to vote, maybe on. How that's going to be handled this year, but yeah, I think know, that curious to see who we're playing. I think we've got some some things to decide this off season. I know General Manager uh, Brady of the God Kings um, was tossing around some rule changes during the season, just uh, as a fun exercise, like he likes to do. But I I think some of them were going to go up for debate, and one of those was the schedule and what to do with uh, the extra weeks that we have. So um, we've had ch- big changes every year in twenty twenty three. Maybe no different, but. How's so draft get... preparation, Jake? First overall. <laughs> uh, from what I've heard from some of my scouts, uh, <laughs> there's an obvious first overall. I haven't checked in with some of them in a while, so might need to see how they're still feeling about that. And uh, double check with my roster. I think uh, some of the QB stuff, I don't like what's happening with Derek Carr, although I guess he'll probably land somewhere else as a starter. I don't know. I think so he's, I he's being to... linked to the Saints right now, which would be pr- pretty good, I think. A lot of weapons. That'd be good. I go from Andy Dalton to, to him, so I always have the same <laughs> quarterback. But, but yeah, I, I almost feel like I need a quarterback for what I'm hearing. That's not what I should be doing. Uh, if you do, I haven't, what... I haven't had my ear to the you know the streets for a while. I don't know what if there's been a lot of change. I've just kind of stopped paying attention after our season ended. I was looking at your roster, and if you do what what people expect you to do, your running back room will be insane. I think. Yeah. But man, if I learned anything it's this year, it's why you know Hunter and Zach don't like running backs. It's uh, injured all the time. You're about out of running backs to start, even. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Added Bijan, but uh, an incredible transparency here on the pod. Can't believe the 101 is getting talked about so openly. I mean, it's it's no real secret that I like. I like the nobody comments. can stop me, no matter what I say. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Let it all hang out. But yeah, I got 101, 110, your years wide. And I, so I guess I'd be 201 unless it's snakes. So I don't think it does. So. No, I don't believe it does. So back to back picks at the end of the first round. That one's going to take a lot more thought and research, probably. 
Well, your decision was also a big decision in the the Pit Kings locker room. So go get the player that falls to them there at one point. Too. That's right. Yep, back to back with old Colton. <laughs> Notice that he's got his lips sealed tight. He's not too <laughs> eager to express his opinion on this. Doesn't want to sway it. I can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's where we finish up. Uh, Colton, it's been great to have you on. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I'm excited to continue. To it was a pleasure. Thank Great you for having me, Colton. We'll see. I'll see you in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> see you there.